Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Ken Seymour and Richard Geiger, back from vacation. Ready to reminisce about times gone by from such a long, as my kids would say, a long day ago. Well, you know, we have to keep up on this, otherwise... uh, it's gonna it's gonna be two or three years that are just gonna build up. You know, I, I can't have that. Just my the way my mind works. Twenty twenty two passed. It's already been my back of my mind going, You've got to do this episode. We've got to go over the history of the comic book movies in twenty twenty two. That way we're current. And sure enough, there was quite a few of them. And we've seen some of them and not others. Absolutely. Now for those of you that have been with us for a little while, um, we did this entire series starting from the late 1800s all the way up to current day. And the basic concept is any film based on a comic strip or a comic book that had a live action element to it, uh, we did. Now, the comics had to be based in, from stuff from the United States or maybe from uh, UK or you know something. English-speaking origins, basically. Uh, we did Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer was... Was that French yes. originally? Yes. So we have some outliers yeah. in there. But for the most part, just kept it kept it uh, from stuff that uh, the English speakers will understand and know, or actually a lot of times won't know. Um, but we do not do, for the most part, animated titles. Um, and we've, we made some exceptions there, too, a little bit. That's true. However, um, we are in the middle of doing a history of TV. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where we're going to put those titles at. Indeed. Indeed. Um, And as that implies, we are ignoring television shows. Now, TV movies would be able to count, but we don't really know. There aren't really TV movies anymore. It's just stuff that goes direct to streaming. Yeah. Yep. And there's, you'll see, or especially the last 10 years, there's been a lot of, uh, even from a DC standpoint, like DC animated films. And those are not in this review. Yeah. So we'll probably mention a few things here and there just uh, to kind of let you know that there were a lot more titles based on comics than maybe you might have realized that came out in 2022. But uh, we're only going to really be talking about the live action stuff. Yeah. So, for example, we're going to be ignoring the first two titles that came out in 2022, that being Chicken Hair and the Hamster of Darkness, as well as Catwoman Hunted. Both of those are animated. Um, uh, Instead, we're going to be starting in February. In February, there is a film that came out based on a comic book that I will guarantee the vast majority of people had no idea was based on a Keen Spot graphic novel from 2012, and that is the movie Marry Me. Uh, Marry Me, it's a romantic comedy. And I have to admit, I didn't watch it. Not because I didn't want to. Uh, that probably still would have maybe factored into it. But it's got J-Lo in it. Uh, and it's got uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. I, like, I like both those guys, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... Um, I didn't even know it was based on, on a comic. I, I try and keep pretty well uh, apprised of things. and This is just not one I know. I remember seeing the advertisements for it. Um, J-Lo kind of comes and goes from public spotlight. 
Owen Wilson's been doing some comic book related things here recently, so we've paid a little bit more attention to him. So I acknowledged it, but it, it was in theaters, so that really wasn't where I was going to spend my 12 bucks for a ticket at the time. Makes so, sense. Um, yeah. Also featured Sarah Silverman, uh, a comedian that I happen to, to like quite a bit. Um, There's one other person in there, if you watched Game of Thrones, that you might recognize, Mr. John Bradley. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's hard to hard to not immediately see those characters if you're one of the people that really enjoyed that show. Well, it's like anything else. You see somebody, you enjoy them in a show, and immediately they pop up. It's like, oh, and you call them the name of the character from the other show that they're in mm-hmm. rather than the name of the actor more often than not. But pretty simple stuff. Um, there, This is a... Uh, it's a romantic comedy. If you like those sorts of things, uh, you know you should probably enjoy it. I'm going to wager that this strays from the source material probably fairly significantly. Wouldn't doubt it. Um, but uh, when I looked up the original source material, I got to tell you, while it's not normally like a thing that I would read, the artwork in it is is pretty solid top notch yeah i i don't know if uh if there are many of you in our listening uh listening audience that would be interested in this sort of a thing but it's a, it's almost a very comedic anime style of of uh art and i just it just kind of makes makes me smile when i look at it so i kind of want to I kind of want to take a look at it. The artist is uh, Remy Mokhtar, uh, written by Bobby Crosby. Um, so, hmm, I might have to give that a shot after finding this out. See, we've already learned something about the movie releases. Absolutely. Now, the second one we're going to talk about, <laughs> you'll notice we didn't talk much about it. Neither of us saw the film. Neither yeah. of us even knew it was based. We'll just... We'll just uh, Mosey on by, go to the next title. Um, but the uh, next one we're going to talk about, both of us saw, we reviewed this film. Mm-hmm. And I seem to remember that we both liked it. Yes, indeed. And I've watched it multiple times since. It is the newest iteration of The Batman called, uh, well, The the Batman. Yes. Um, the, the That's the important distinction is having the in front of the name. Yeah, I know we we liked. They kept kind of the, a good gritty feel. There was some great cinematography, some fun action. I, I loved the fact that uh, I was wrong about Pattinson being Batman because I just originally when I thought it's like him as Batman, God, it's a terrible choice. Like, no, he he did good, very good. Um, I, I can I, I can say without even thinking about doing this review because I knew we were going to come up on this anyway without even having that thought in my head I've watched this movie so far no I think all the way through just within the last month Uh, not all at once I didn't consume it all at once I watched it in probably six or seven different segments but I, I continually continually go back to the scene where the like the hooligans are harassing the person in the in the subway and he kind of has his heavy boots on and right. you can hear footstep after footstep as he appears from the shadows i just love that scene there's something about the sound and the 
the presentation and like the menacing nature of what is what they don't know what's going to happen to them. And I don't know. I just, I just think it's a great, if they made five more of these movies all based on this world and just brought the characters to fruition for everybody, I think it would just be amazing. Um, it's on hold right now, unfortunately, but yeah, but I mean the, the cast, I know we talked about that before when we did the review, but it's got a killer cast. If you haven't seen it, uh, you know, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, John Turturro, Paul Dano, Andy Serkis, Peter Sarsgaard. I mean, come on. They just packed it to the gills with talented people. And, and if, if we look at that whole collection of people, and uh, Jeffrey Wright, for example, is one of the most polished, one of the, one of the most kind of recognizable uh Highly, well, how highly decorated. Anyway, he he's done so many things. He's got a good face, a good voice. He's a great actor. He's probably the weak spot in the entire cast in that movie. <laughs> Although I have to admit, every time I see uh, Paul uh, in something, all I can ever think is three legs to a tripod. Three legs to a tripod. Oh, maybe you didn't see that film. Uh, earlier in his career... <laughs> He was in a little comedic undertaking called The Girl Next Door. Mm, if I've seen it, it's not been the whole... You know, girl moves in next door, kid falls head over heels for her. She's a former porn star. Yes, okay. And yep. he, he plays one of the two friends of the the protagonist. Uh, okay. And uh, so... I know this has nothing to do with our list, but if you've never seen that film, <laughs> it's actually really good. It has no right to be as good as it is, but it is so funny. I, I just remember Paul Dano from um, There Will Be Blood. But, I mean, it's it's got Timothy Oliphant in it and one of the most entertaining characters <laughs> that I've seen him be. Uh, yeah, too much. Just too much fun. Uh, anyway, back back to business. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, this is this is uh, what now is described as an Elseworlds story. Yeah. Um, cool, bruh. Uh, whatever. <laughs> okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, it, it is they. It is spawning a, a Max series for the Penguin. So that character is getting more screen time, more face time, although I think it was mostly done filming maybe but i don't know if it's in post-production or it's paused as well i'm telling you uh, as much as i i see where they're going with this it's a mistake it, it is it is a mistake um i as a comic book fan lifelong comic book fan you want to call it elseworlds i know what that means i'm okay with that the vast majority of the movie-going audience is not going to get it. It is going to confuse them. So, good luck, DC. Even if, even if the the new re regime creates a better group of movies, and but then we also have the Batman, and then we have the Joker films that have nothing to do with either one of them. Yeah. As no, I'm sorry, guys. You you gotta you gotta do better than that. So, so I will tell you, um, we talked briefly about the animated movies. There's, a, there's this very long stretch. I've touched, touched on it before. There's like a 10, 
mm, ten, is it 10 years? It's maybe not 10 years, but there's like a 20-plus movie stretch of DC animated movies that start with the Flashpoint oh, and right. go through uh, apoc- uh, the, the Apocalypse. Apocalypse War. Yeah. yeah, and they're all connected. They're all related. They all have integrated storylines that go from point A to point B. So if you saw bits and pieces of all of them all together, you'd miss out on the whole thing. But as they released two or three movies a year that related to that, they also released other stories from Batman or Superman or whomever that had nothing to do with that world whatsoever. So they've, they've, they kind of have a history of having that storyline with just random things that they think are good stories or good presentations aside from that and they don't want to get rid of them so they just present them as a separate thing maybe maybe the easy fix is come up with a good logo of some kind it's like hey here's the main dc stuff you know it if you see this logo it has to do with the main storyline and anything else that you see has nothing to do with any of it i think that's a fair that's a fair suggestion that, that might fix a lot of it um, that was back in March of 2022. Uh, let's move on to a guy that dresses up as a bat to a guy that lets some bats bite him, I guess, for mediocre powers or at least a mediocre film. I fell asleep after that happened. So, <laughs> Oh, it made me so sad. I loved, I loved this character. We reviewed this too. <laughs> Uh, I think you reviewed well, it. You watched it. it in the theater. I did. I reviewed it first. It showed up on Stars, I think. No, no, this one was Netflix. Mm. This one came to streaming on Netflix first, which is weird. Um, and I sat down one day to watch it for sure because I, I, I like the the people that are in this. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you got another Game of Thrones person in here, too. And I'm, I'm watching... Uh, for those of you out here, if you happen to have Apple TV Plus, there is a, a series that's out there that's got Jared Harris in it, and he is phenomenal. Jared Harris is usually very good. Very good. So, like, uh, uh, Matt Smith is in uh, Game of Thrones. Like, Michael Keaton's in there. There's so many. Well, that's a guest story. But anyway, there's so many different cool names and faces in here, and the movies doo-doo. He was, he was such a great Moriarty. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, yeah. we hope that they're going to revisit And that, Matt right? Smith, I mean, come on, man. I mean, he's the doctor. Well, a doctor. A doctor, yep. Anyway, and he's always good. Uh, and they were bright spots in this otherwise horrifically bad film. Um, I don't know what Jared's thing is. Sometimes he can actually be pretty good, but he was meh in this now to be to be fair i guarantee you the script was just absolute garbage yes that were this jared referring to as leto yes not harris not harris but uh pile on to a garbage script a guy that makes some questionable choices on how he prepares for roles and how he treats some of the people around him while he's in those roles yeah you're just gonna you're just gonna have a dumpster fire yeah, box office kind of showed that. Uh, box office doesn't necessarily say that the movie is bad. That's not that's not always the perfect no. indicator. But when you have maybe a comic book movie with a lot of advertising and a lot of um, you know first rate uh, people on on the bill, right? 
mm-hmm. and it just totally tanks and all the reviews say that it's awful it's kind of a pattern of yeah the movie's just not great yeah and i'll tell you what what a waste al madrigal he is a diamond dude i mean given enough given a good chance <laughs> he could just knock some stuff out of the park he's super funny very witty he's actually got a, he was trying in this he was doing his best to you know kind of make something happen out of nothing he just had nothing to work with uh, Another Sony forced, yeah, project. <sighs> but for those of you that were wondering, uh, Morbius is a vampire. So he's not a vampire. He's kind of sort of a genetic vampire. But there's a vampire and another vampire. And spoilers, uh, he's a vampire. Yeah. Uh, spoilers going forward for anything. I guess we should say we we don't usually deep dig too deep into plot on a lot of these. It's just more of a letting you know what's out there if you're a comic book fan. Or if you think you would like to be for comic book films. This is not one of them. No, no, you can skip this one. Um, then we've got another animated that we're just going to skip by, The Bad Guys, that came out in April. They're good things. Yeah, that seemed like it could be very funny. Kind of uh, the animated villains from stories uh, get together and try and be something. Kind of fun. Um, then we've got Corrective Measures. Came out in April 29th, uh, 2022. It's based on an iconographic novel, same name from 2014. Um, Corrective Measures is one of the last films that the amazingly talented Bruce Willis was involved with before he had to quit. Was this the one where they just... They knew at this point when he was filming this. I think so. There, there was there was just like a, a hard stop because he was just struggling with the the lines and the presentation of the material. It, it was it was right around one of these here. He had nine more things come out after this, and you know, so there there is that. But uh, <laughs> he was he was working hard in twenty twenty two. Jeez, um, but. I mean, it's really kind of sad, the cast. And you think with Bruce Willis, I love Michael Rooker. I mean, he's great. Tom Cavanaugh. Oh, I love Tom Cavanaugh. Um, so, I mean, it's got got some some bones to work with on who's involved with it. <laughs> yeah, but did we ever see it? No. No, neither of us saw this. The whole, the whole concept's kind of weird. Uh like a Punisher style vigilante is taken to jail and the warden I think tips off like the the guy that's in charge of a lot most of the, the villains that are actually there, so that's this giant this giant powder keg inside a prison where this <laughs> massive fight breaks out. I think that's the basic plot of the film if mem- memory serves from okay, what I read. cool concept yeah no i mean it's it's not a bad concept I and mean, if you look at the effects if you look at the previews it's actually okay i mean it's not amazing don't expect amazing this was a tubi film you remember tubi nobody remembers tubi <laughs> Ooh, yeah. wah, 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 wah. okay on to the next one. Yes, on to the next one. Uh, this one we actually both did see. 
Uh, it's the second film in the Doctor Strange uh, movie. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a trilogy by the time they're done. Yep. But uh, uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness came out in May of 2022. Uh, we definitely reviewed this film. Um, I think we were generally mostly pleased with it. Yeah. Now, we're, we're in this multiverse of madness in in perception where everything that we're seeing now is a multiverse and i don't i don't think the overkill or the oversaturation of it is there yet oh it's coming but it's coming it's definitely coming um i mean i i, I get it. it's a neat concept and everybody wants to do their version but we need to remember that we don't want everybody's version. That is just, it's not only unnecessary, it just kills the joy for the <laughs> for the good ones that are there. Um, but yeah, pretty simple stuff. Uh, Doctor Strange causes some problems. Wanda Maximoff causes some problems. They cause problems for each other and yada, yada, yada. And they introduce one of the best little fan service sections to just immediately lead to the character death. Straight murder on everybody. I loved it. I, It's Sam Raimi. How do you not know that's going to happen? There, as soon as I saw, I was like, oh, they're all going to die. Yeah, it was... <laughs> it, it wasn't blatantly obvious, but it was... Like, oh, look at this fine collection of people here. And then when she wiped out uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic, I'm just like, oh, yeah, they're all they're all obliterated. <laughs> they're all done. Uh, it was so good. I, I, I enjoyed – this is a, kind of a typical Sam Raimi thing for him. His films often – I've not seen a perfect film of his, the closest being probably um, – um, Evil Dead 2 um, but usually he makes films that are solid with at least three to five scenes that are amazing yes uh, I, I'm more of an army of darkness uh, person myself and there's just so many that that's its own brand of thing anyway so oh, that, yeah. that that we can't compare anything no, like that no, really but, but you're right he's got this um you know, this one, he actually had money, like a lot of money. And when he has the budget and has the free kind of, not free will, but like the. They let him have some fun. They let him have fun and let him do his thing. That's why they got him to be, to do this. If, when you let him do his thing, then you get a good product. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much the case. And again, uh, an all-star cast, because there's a lot of people that came from the previous films that have been marvelized and all that sort of stuff so yeah um, um who was the one character what's her name can you say um america chavez yeah i probably could but i'm gonna leave it for you because you've been wanting to this entire time uh, uh social yes that sounds right good going yes <laughs> will we ever see america chavez again in another picture i would uh, hope so but uh, oh, I, it's like she's disappeared into nothing. I'm maybe in one of the big crossovers, but I'm not looking for it to happen, and I hope it doesn't because she's just one big deus ex 
kind of character. Her her power set is just way too huge, especially if she gets good. Unless unless they water her down in a lot of ways they do with the other Marvel people. If they just turn her into somebody that can travel, it's like, all right, fine. Then that's okay. But literally in the comics, she's just so overpowered. It's hard. It's, she, she runs into the Superman problem where it's really hard to write a villain that challenges her at all. So she's young. She's got some training to do. Yeah. Um, so then there in uh, May was uh, Teen Titans Go! DC Superhero Girls. Didn't watch it. It's animated. Not going to talk about it. On to the next. Um, then uh, we both reviewed Thor Love and Thunder in June. We did. Um, I, think, I think, generally speaking, we enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I may have enjoyed it a little more than you did. Um, it's not a bad movie. No. It's just, it's it's got fun stuff, right? Um, the 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 Taika factor is there. Oh, yeah. Um, they underutilized uh, Christian Bale. Correct. Yeah. The you know there's some great scenes of them doing stuff like the opening sequence is funny oh, right yeah. it, it 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 fits with the theme of everything. Um, Russell Crowe with the Greek accent was a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, so it, this movie, although isn't one of the upper echelon of the movies from the collection, let's call it, it's still a good movie. And anything with Cat Dennings in it. Gets my stamp of approval. I just always really liked her. And uh, it's good that she was in all the Thor movies, right? But then um, in, they brought her back for WandaVision. WandaVision. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Now, yeah, stick her in as many films as you can. She's got good comedic timing. Uh, mix that with some generally just excellent talent, and she's gorgeous. So I'll take it. Um,. Then we've got uh, the next the next couple technically don't qualify. We reviewed the next one, uh, DC League of Super Pets, in July. That's true. And we liked we it. We did. But it's animated, so animated. we're not going to talk about it again. <laughs> yep. And you watched the next one. Green Lantern, Beware My Power. Was fun. Was yes. it fun? Yeah. Yep. Again, animated. That was straight to streaming, right? Uh, yeah, maybe released, uh, like digitally to buy first, but then it went to, um, to, to max. Now I was very surprised you know, if I heard about this ahead of time, it flew under my radar mainly because the first one was not very good and this one didn't even get a theatrical release, <laughs> Sorry. we got a, uh, a, a, a sequel in August to, R.I.P.D. We got R.I.P.D. 2, Rise of the Damned. Um, it looks cheesy. It looks super cheesy. I didn't see it, obviously, but it's got Jeffrey Donovan in it, which makes me kind of want to see it. You know, the the original one, which gets panned so heavily, for as much as people trashed that movie, I think it's better than that. I'm not saying I never said it was a good movie. I just think it's it's so as, hardcore trash that it's it's not as bad as everybody says it is. Ah, okay, that can happen, uh, especially when everybody starts jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, 
Uh, but it's got Richard Brake in there too, which is kind of nice. Yeah, he's fun. He's got that like that crumbly, like you know, like I'm always angry at stuff type of look and feel to him. And, uh, also, kind of like I've been smoking for forty years, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a thing. It's like Tom Petty that hasn't kept up with himself type thing. You know, yeah, like he, yeah. he he has that similar look. Not not attitude or interesting like facial yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. And it gives him a lot of character to that to that mm-hmm. face. That's why they used him in in the Nolan Batman film. I mean, clearly. But uh yeah, so we can't really tell you what happens in this film, but I'm going to assume it's basically what happened in the first film. <laughs> yeah, except um <laughs> with new people. New people, probably a much lower budget and no fanfare. Exactly. The end. The end. Um, now, in August, uh, we follow that up with uh, a fan favorite actor of the 1980s uh, getting the lead in a comic book film that most people, A, first of all, probably didn't see because I think it went straight to streaming. Yeah. And, we should also mention R.I.P.D. 2, I think, was was a Netflix right. release. Right. If, exactly. I, I think. I'm pretty I'm sure pretty that's sure. one of that was. Uh, but not only did this next film go straight to streaming, it's based on a graphic novel from 2014 that was not one of the big companies to make it by uh, Mythos. Uh, it's called Samaritan. Um, I think Samaritan, if I'm not mistaken, was Amazon Prime. Yeah. I, I am the law. Wait, wrong film. <laughs> but the right idea. Yeah, it's the right idea. It's got Stallone in it, so it's a good start. It's like, all right, you've got my attention. It's got Martin Starr in it. I like Martin Starr. Martin Starr's great. Um, it's got some. It's got some interesting casting in it, and it's a, it's a fun idea, you know. Like there was a hero that was watching over a city, but he was one of two brothers, and the brother was a villain, and they basically had the same abilities, and they fought each other. They're both thought to be dead. And so when somebody saves like one of the main characters from being mugged and uses clearly super strength to do so, oh, Samaritan survived. And so they're going through the whole thing and trying to figure out what's happened and all that sort Where of stuff. Where you been? Yeah. So it's uh it's a it's a fun and it's a fun idea and it's definitely not it's a very predictable plot. Let me put it that way. But who cares? It's got Stallone, and it looks like it's okay. <laughs> I mean, the effects are not bad. As <laughs> we watch him get just <laughs> annihilated. Yeah, so you know, he just gets hit by a car. It's like, up, oh, I got to get back up now. So, um, one other person in here, uh, Pilu Aspake. You would also recognize him uh, from Game of Thrones, too. Ah, yes, yes, you you would. <laughs> yes, not you. Not me. But you, listeners, but you, you would. You would. Um, so, yeah, that sounds like one I'm going to have to to give a chance to because it looks like it could be bad enough to be good. Yes. Um, Tolerable. And then uh, a movie that was bad enough to be okay. <laughs> that came out in October. Yeah, bad enough to be okay. And, and honestly... Um, since then, you, I think even you, you had the opportunity to watch it again mm-hmm. and did not. Um, nope. Uh, I've had the opportunity to watch it again, still do, and I just don't want to. No need to. Nothing happened in it that was that important. None of the stuff was that cool. It was 
Okay. Yeah. I watched it and it was fine. We were talking, of course, about the amazing Black Adam mm-hmm. starring The Rock, who I actually like, and I did not mind his casting as Black Adam. Uh, having a Black Adam film be a PG-13 film was a stupid idea because that means immediately before you go in, I knew they would not handle the character correctly because you can't, not if it's PG-13. Not if he's, you know, crushing heads and snapping necks. Right. Which they, they did. It's just... They glossed it over. Yeah. They disnified it. Yep, yep, yep. Well, uh, unfortunately, you know... Uh, a question for a discussion for another time would be has Dwayne the Rock Johnson hit his meh point or did he do that a while ago or has he not hit that point yet I think it's more complicated than that but uh, yeah that's definitely a good we'll definitely have to do that as an episode because I really like the rock but he is problematic He's problematic. <laughs> He's a problem. But I'll tell you what, this uh, this had Pierce Brosnan in it. It's like, oh, Pierce Brosnan's going to be in it. Aldous Hodge. I love Aldous Hodge. And I thought, wow, him as Hawkman, that's odd casting. He's not, he's not beefy enough to do Hawk. Oh, no, he's beefy enough. Okay. Yep. Ripped. Susan <laughs> is like, yep, that works just fine. Uh, I mean, I knew he had put on a little weight uh, from from some working out, but uh, yeah, that was not what I expected. Yeah, the the we we got to see. You wouldn't call him one of our favorite characters, Doctor Fate, mm-hmm. but you would say of the characters that we haven't seen, this would be one of them that we'd love to see on screen oh, when yeah. presented correctly, mm-hmm. and. Dr. Fate's one of my favorite characters. I've always had uh, a strong connection to the the mystical characters. Mm-hmm. Mystical characters, cosmic characters. I love those. So while everybody else is like, oh, I want to I want to do Wolverine and Spider-Man. It's like, give me Silver Surfer, give me the Green Lantern, Doctor Strange, give me some of those. Uh, they got some they got some power behind them. That's not the attractive part. It's just whenever you do those two things, you get stories that go into the weird. And that's what I want. Yeah, like Doctor Fate is here to balance out uh, the bad stuff. Right. Um, a whole story on the bad stuff would be cool. Uh, a truer when you have Pierce Brosnan, you can't leave the helmet on all the time. Right. I, I get that, but really the helmet should just—it's like other characters, you know. Mostly, it should just be on all the time. It's the helmet, yeah, because it's Doctor Fate. That's the character. It's basically controlling him. It's, yeah. Now, one highlight in here, and we mentioned it when we did the reviews, uh, um, there's Muhammad Amir. Oh, yeah, he was great. He, he's a great uh, smaller character in this. He's got a small little uh, series on Netflix, which is pretty entertaining. So um, if you don't know who that person is, uh, a nice addition to the movie. Yeah. And then, of course, we had Batman and Superman Battle of the Suns. That was an animated thing. came out in October. Uh, early October, and then the last thing that we reviewed, it was the last actual comic-based film that came out in 2022, uh, was a sequel, Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever, where we both, I think, went in the same way with our teeth kind of gritted. It's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> what are they going to do? What are they going to do? The first one was so good, and the biggest reason the first one's so good isn't here anymore. 
<laughs> and okay, so then you have this antagonist. Like, okay, I feel like people have been waiting a long time for them to introduce this antagonist, and it was it was fine. It was okay. It was okay. Um, I think. I mean, they screwed him up in the ways that I kind of expected they'd screw him up. He had, he did still have, you know, um, the wings, ankle. the wings on his ankles though. Oh, I, I, I about cried tears of joy when I saw that. <laughs> Didn't get rid of that. Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's just that there's a lot of, uh, 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 this movie is its own kind of thing with its own kind of feeling. And I think what you got all the time was we're sad. Yeah. And that's fine. Because we were too. Because, yes, it was just, you're telling me that you're sad. Uh, I know it stinks. It's a bad situation. Now you're telling me that you're still sad. I get it. It's hard to overcome. And then now you're sad still. Mm. We need to move on now. We need to move on. You're still sad? Oh, man, you, he, was, he was the king, your, your brother, your son. Okay. And now you're still sad. Okay. All right. They're starting to pull out. Then somebody dies. God. God. <laughs> Come on. So obviously this is its, its own different direction. Uh, kind of its own movie in a certain sense with not a lot of things tying you in to one way or the other. Um, and throw in one awful presentation of another character and then you have this mis- mishmash of incongruency. Yeah, it was a little a little disappointing in several ways. I mean, but still not bad. It just wasn't you went from the original that was awesome to this one which was okay. You had a lot of it's it's hard to live up to those expectations. Oh yeah. I get it. When you have an A+, and let, let's say you have an A plus and some presents you with an A minus. It's worse than the original. That doesn't make it bad. It's just this wasn't an A minus. It's just this was like disappointing. A, a C minus, maybe. I don't know if I go that far. I know we disagreed on that because yeah. I, I thought it was it was not living to its potential, but not like uh, not like uh, a nearly failing grade either. It was just it just had problems, especially the Iron Heart suit. Oh God, that suit was terrible. Uh, yep, yep, yeah, that was bad. Okay, so <laughs> moving on from bubblegum colored mech suits uh, to the final thing we're going to talk about. This technically wasn't a film exactly. It was more of a short. I mean, it was a live action presentation of something, although yeah. it was not in a theater. That's not big. That's not a big thing. It was only streaming. But um, we did. Oh, wait, you know what? We have this in here. Mm-hmm. Aren't we missing one that was similar to this that came out in Halloween? You know, we are. We completely forgot. Mm. And we did We did do a review on it, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, um, so. we, we've had discussions on it. So anyway, we're talking about on Disney Plus, there were a couple of specials that were released that were probably... 40 minutes ish yeah um and were actually their own they were both really good oh yeah um the first one was so incredibly good i was like okay i want more now 
Yes. So we're, we're, we're talking about a short that as we uh, keep talking about it, we're trying to figure out what we forgot, and it's Werewolf by Night. Yes, there we go. Um, so Werewolf by Night came out around um, Halloween in 2022 and gave you a presentation, a tease, a hint, if you will, of some of the, I don't know, what, what, what character would you kind of relate these to? Like in, in terms of like feel presentation. Well, I mean, originally uh, Jack Russell showed up in uh, Moon Knight first. But this is kind of the Midnight Suns grouping of of characters, you know, the the the, the Isle of Misfit heroes that kind of in, are in pseudo supernatural or completely supernatural mm-hmm. kind of circumstances. So having uh, Werewolf by Night in this was great. Bloodstone that was, that was great. Having uh, the Man Thing show up <laughs> that was excellent. Yes, um, <laughs> the. This just goes to show you at the at the forty minute mark as a one off you can really present a good product one with characters that you know maybe you don't know a lot about as long as you just present them with out try like out trying to like recreate the character and yourself no. just like hey let's get some faces on the screen let's put some good actors on on here let's get some good good uh, words on a paper. Oh yeah, and you can have a really good product. Yeah, so we we both really love that one, and we also really loved the one that came out in Christmas time, and that was the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Mm. Uh, <laughs> having having Kevin Bacon actually be a part of it was just wonderful. the The music was wonderful. Um, the sentiment was wonderful. It's the only release of uh, Disney, well, an MCU. That didn't have a bad guy. Mm, that's true. I didn't even think about that. It's if you've watched Christmas specials in your time, animated or live action, this is a Christmas special. Oh yeah, and and the the cheesy songs, the singing together as a group, the down times, and then the happy times. It it follows the holiday special kind of track to a T. It's an excellent short. Yeah, it's actually, I, I would never thought I would say this because I'm really picky on my holiday specials that I watch this. I'm going to start watching this every year. Yep. And the other thing that's really nice about this too is they didn't just do it as a thing. There is a lot in this that relates to Guardians 3 that mm-hmm. came out and, of course, the events that happened prior to this, too. So there is, in the sequence of watching all the projects, this has validity mm-hmm. because it's definitely even referenced, for sure, maybe even subtly by a newspaper article, uh, but it is definitely referenced in Guardians 3. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt about it and that there are, there are elements of it that pop up. Some people have talked about it some people watching Guardians 3 being confused because they didn't watch the Christmas specials like wait Mantis is what you know just kind of a yep. kind of a thing so yeah uh, that's just a, another reminder that all of you slackers that just go out and watch the films you should watch all the stuff that's popping up on Disney too and 
it stinks that there's so much content now and for for you, for the average consumer to try to wrangle it all in it's tough sometimes but yeah if you like the marvel stuff i guess disney plus is the way to go but that's the that's the list everybody uh 12 live action specials that uh live action specials live action films based on comics came out in 2022 about uh the same number that were animated probably a few more that we missed on the animated side but yeah. we weren't really focusing on that we're focusing on the live action stuff and uh did you know about all of these did you watch them all did we miss any we always love to have uh some feedback let us know if uh there was a film that we missed or if there's a particular thing that you thought was cool about one of these films, you know where to find us on Twitter while it's still in existence uh, <laughs> at Real Pudding Guys. Uh, uh, the uh, same thing can be said on Facebook. Uh, we occasionally post on that. Instagram, we occasionally post on that. You can post on our website. You know, There's all sorts of ways to get a hold of us. But... Uh, the way we'd love for you to get a hold of us is on Patreon. Mm. You know, because on Patreon, you can support the Pudding Guys for just $1 a month. We uh, we do this as a passion project. I don't think we've really talked about this, but I, I think we, we're, we're wanting to talk about this a little more. We want to do this full-time. This is what we want to do for you. But we need to actually be able to, you know, live... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you gotta have an income. So, Gosh. so uh, if you can spare a dollar a month, we'd love to. We'd love to have you as a supporter. If you know people that want to support us for a dollar a month, we don't want to make this difficult on you because of all the inflation, all the other stuff that's going on. We want to be just a little small thing that you can do to help support some people that want to talk to you about cool stuff and bring people that maybe you haven't heard of that make cool stuff and talk to them too. But until next time, 